the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Harbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. It's the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, life questions, whatever is on your heart. And today Paula is here. So ladies, if you need any encouragement, you could do that as well. All you have to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else is hands-free. You'll be safe and connected to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. We want to start off today because we, we want to give a shout-out. Mm-hmm. to. We our, had a sweet meeting this yeah, morning. Yeah, we really did. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Eight-year-old twins, Chrissy and Chris. Now, I have to say Chrissy first mm-hmm. because she's one minute older. Yes. She's she's the older one. So mm-hmm. Chrissy and Chris, yes. uh, eight years old today, mm-hmm. and we got to almost share breakfast with them. I mean, they were in the table right next to us yes, and yes. with with mom, and uh-huh. it just really was a nice time. Mom Shauna, and the whole family is just so beautiful. It was it was a sweet time. And Shauna, I forgot to tell you, thank you for your service because she's in the military, soon to retire. Um, but those kids are just beautiful and they were so polite you know oh, yeah. and it was cold in the part of the restaurant where we were so mom had to go out to the car to get something so she came back with t-shirts and gloves for them there yeah, was no cold and, in and their that's car. why i started talking to them because they were sitting there alone mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's amazing cold in a restaurant when it's 90 degrees outside yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> I, I don't like when it's cold. Yeah, you're, you're kind of whining <laughs> a little bit there. <laughs> but but I got to talk to him. Mom comes back and they're talking to some weird guy. Mm-hmm. But they were so engaging and so smart. Mm-hmm. What bright kids. Yeah, yeah. And we got to tell them Jesus loves them and they knew that. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. it was just a really nice breakfast. Yeah, kind of a unexpected but a nice meeting. Mm-hmm. So So kids, Chrissy and Chris, just remember, Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. He's got you. Yeah. And he'll always be there no matter what. Yeah. Just, I mean, I just, I wanted to hug them. I didn't even get to hug them, so I'm hopeful to see them one day soon. Come on, Shauna, bring the kids so I can get them a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paula, it's your show today. What's on your heart? Well, in the night, you know, the Lord kind of speaks to me sometimes, and it was, I want you to talk about Psalm 116. And not so that, you know, okay, Pastor Ron, teach us Psalm 116. It's not that at all. Um, but the main verse that he kind of had me uh, eyeballing was, and I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Um, and so, you know, 
it's verse three of Psalm sixteen. Oh, you said one. You said one sixteen. Nope, I didn't mean to. Oh, you did. Sixteen. Sixteen. Sorry. Um, I like Psalm one sixteen as well, though. But it was sixteen last night. So Psalm sixteen, verse three. And, oh, this is how I have is in my Bible. Pastor Ron put it up on the screen. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. And I totally delight in coming to church. You know, I come Sunday, three services, Monday night, the ladies study, Wednesday, um, Old Testament, Friday, New Testament. Uh, I'm here Thursday if I have, you know, worship practice. I don't have worship practice tonight, but... um, but I miss when I don't have worship practice because we do a devotion there too. So I like being at church all the time. But anyway, as for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. And then yesterday was our women's leadership meeting at the house, you know, and we had a birthday party for one of our pastor's wives that went to Washington with her husband and she came back to visit. So I just absolutely love being with Christians. Yeah, you know, the sixth verse in this psalm says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Mm-hmm. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And that describes your life. That's yes. what you're describing right now. Yes, that's exactly right. So all of these people, and most of them call me Mama Paula. Some of them call me Grandma. And now there's some who are calling me Great Grandma. Because <laughs> they've been around here so long that the kids are having kids having their own kids. And, um, yeah, I absolutely love being a part of Calvary Chapel San Antonio um, and just hanging out with the saints who are in the land. They are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. And so, you know, thinking as I'm looking at the different pastors and their wives, they all kind of have, we're all so different, and yet together we make one great body. Um and, you know, we're praying about this new venture and we're thinking about the ones we're in now. And we all come to church and go separate ways because, you know, Darlene's the head of children's ministry. And then Sandra, her daughter, um, and Vanessa, they are right there with her. Um, uh, Lachelle, uh, Pastor Juan's wife, he's the Spanish teacher. And so there's a whole bunch of times when people come and uh, you know, I'll look for Lachelle and say they speak Spanish and they've been through this or that and she can relate in pretty much every area. Um, and then, you know, Pastor Will's wife, Natasha, um, she's about the sweetest thing ever. Um, no, know. she not about. She is officially the world's nicest person. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. So really who is. wouldn't want to talk with her? And so when anybody has questions about the school, um, or even the Monday night teaching, or if they don't have a friend. I mean, who's not going to be a friend to Natasha? Mm-hmm. And so it's just a really, I just love having with them. We have the best ladies leadership. Of course, I haven't been to every church in the world or anything like that, but for sure, <laughs> we do. And, and when we used to go to other, uh, the pastor's wives conferences, I would have other pastor's wives say, you know, how do you get your ladies to to be like that with you? They like call you Mama Paula, and wherever you go, they want to be where you are. I was like, well, I want to be with them, and so you just love other people, and they love you back. And unfortunately, um, some have been taught that you can't have that kind of relationship with the people you serve under or over or with. And I was like, I don't know who told you that, because. I feel like our church is a family. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. It's it's unthinkable. I mean, if you could imagine the early church um, when people's lives were completely in disarray, having accepted Christ and being rejected by their families, they, they came to a new family, and yeah. they would eat at one another's houses over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, that's just silliness, and that's more corporate thinking than it is church thinking because it's mm-hmm. not family. You know, Paul, you reminded me that uh, as you were talking about the, the ladies' leadership, uh, when you mentioned Darlene and, and some of the others, but we're getting to that time of year where Sweet Summer Devotions 
is going to get started. Oh, yeah. And Sweet Summer Devotions, for those of you, obviously, many of you who don't know, um, in the summertime, we take our Monday night women's Bible studies, and the Lord always chooses eight or nine women who are going to speak and just share their hearts and whatever whatever it is. Often it's a testimony, but but it, it just whatever God puts on their heart. And it's been an amazing blessing to our church. But this year, as you were praying, mm-hmm. it was like the Lord said, go OG. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so uh, the, the ladies who are speaking, I think by and large, if not all of them, are, are originals. I mean, people that have been here for most of our 27 mm-hmm. years here at Calvary. Except for one. One, one young lady um, was born here. Went well, to the school. So, oh, she's an OG. She's an OG. Oh, she's yeah, for sure. So, But she's young. When you think OG, you think yeah. old grandma type like me. But uh, so she's an OG because she was born here, kindergarten through high school. She's graduated now. And so we wanted her perspective. We have another lady who is a older grandma type, but she's only been at the church for three years. Get her perspective on the short time kind of thing. Is. Um, but then the rest of us, are from the very beginning. <laughs> you got two elders' wives who, their husbands have been elding. I love that word. They've been elding from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then... For, for uh, 25 plus of our 27 years, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think your first employee, uh, Vanessa, she's one. So, yeah, I think, is that it? Yeah. And then the three of three or four, not, not Dawn, no. Three or four of us um, are OGs. And so, you know, a lot of the people, they know who they are, but they don't know what what they've been through this whole time. And so this year's uh, theme is, I chose you, from John 15, 16, where Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so I'm excited because, you know, people don't practice in front of me, but a bunch of us have been through a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of stuff together. So um, I'm, I'm excited to to watch these ladies and watch the ones who will be listening because some of them are like, well, you've been here forever. How? What was it like? What was it like starting a church in, you know, in your apartment? What was it like having church in a daycare center where the, where the growth chart was, <laughs> was on the wall, you know? And how, what was it like when you had, you know, the the sound equipment, <laughs> and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. It was just like, what? what are those things? A, a monitor. Amplifier. Yeah, right amplifier thing right next to the boys' bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a sheet. We, we had tacky beginnings. Oh, yeah, yeah, we sure. did. You know, but, the, you know, that's neat because the, the, the people that come now, and we, we have so many new people coming all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's the neat mix here. We've got a, 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 a huge number of people who have been here for the whole time. But so many new people coming all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for them to uh, to imagine what it was like back in those days <laughs> when, oh, my goodness. I mean, it was just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm. But we, the Lord has put this church together, you know, because from he certainly the, held it together. Yeah, that for sure. Yeah. But he, we've had servants from the beginning, you know. We don't have a, well, <laughs> in fact, when I told who I was talking to somebody, you you'll see why our church looks the way it looks because we do everything free. I think Shauna did, yeah. and uh, but the servants far outweigh. Um, the finances just to do everything and stuff. The Lord has built a great foundation. This, the people, all the people that will be speaking, um, all the servants, like the the saints who are in the land, who are my glorious delight, um, they are the foundation that you for years talked about. The Lord is, is laying a big, wide foundation um, that we will be building upon. Um, and this this foundation that uh, you have laid um, is amazing. And the building up of the many saints, because we should just pay for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, confused. We stopped. 
And then, of course, I was throwing, Lord, send some healthy ones too. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've added um, the fearful and the angry. Well, as all those people have shown up, and it's not just Pastor Ron and Paula or just Pastor Ron and Rick and, and Ron, uh, the three elders, um, the foundation has widened, and we are really, uh, we're a family. And to be able to minister to the to the numbers of people that come here and that keep coming here, even though you've been telling them for a few years, uh, we don't really have room for you. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow they keep coming, and somehow the Lord just keeps making room available for them. Yeah, there's 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 um, there's nothing about what we do here that a church marketing or church growth expert would say is is being done correctly Mm-mm. and um and that goes from the messages that are really direct to the 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 atmosphere around here it's just people come in when they come for the first time and, and a lot of people come from our teaching radio shows or this particular show and i think they expect more I'm, I'm, maybe we sound like we've got this huge facility and it looks good on tv that rock wall in the yeah. back pastor Ron. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks good. But but you can always see people when they walk in. Uh, you 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 were laughing with Jocelyn just last week because she said, she, and, and she's been here for more than 15 years now. Uh-huh. But when they came here, oh and, yeah, and she she was saying, "There's no way my kids are getting on that floor." Yeah, you know, because I mean, we have kids having lunch on it every day, and it's yeah. dirty, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, now she's on that floor. Yeah, not, and her kids have grown up here, yeah. so yeah, it's it, just, it helped with their immune system. but it's not dirty we clean it it, often probably like four or five times a year just stains and i mean this is this looks like a house that's been well used Mm and you know um maybe one day we'll be delivered out of here but (laughs) but for now god's done some some pretty neat stuff here and i think this is what it must have been like a little bit in the first century church when everybody's lives were broken, you know, when you added, when, when you said that we started praying for the, the fearful and the angry, mm-hmm. uh, that started during the COVID time yeah. when, when there were uh, the mandates to stay away. And uh, we, we had nine weeks, I think, uh, where I, uh, we were just here with a few people to, to do the on, online services. But the moment we could, we got back. And of course, there's still a lot of people who are afraid. We were talking to a, a server today at, at the restaurant and, and uh, when we saw her Saturday, she had her mask off. And I went out of my way to say, you look so much better without your mask. God She's cute. You. She's really pretty. Yeah, and and uh, she kind of blushed. Mm-hmm. And, and so today she had her mask on. And I said to her, I said, didn't I tell you the last thing I said to you Saturday was that you look better with your, your mask off? And she goes, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I said, well, well, why are you wearing the mask? And she goes, I don't know. I just feel safer. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. People are wearing masks. I'm not trying to offend you at all. Yeah. But, but the world that we live in now has taught people, especially young people, they're, they're taught to be afraid of everything. And, you know, you just can't give in to fear um, um, when you're serving the Lord. And um, that's that's when we added the fearful. And the angrier, you know, the longer people stayed away from other people and the more news they they generated. And then, of course, in the middle of all that, we had an election cycle, which had even Christians (laughs) screaming at each other. Yeah. Um, you know, you just people have got to deal with with their fear, and they got to deal with their anger. So, uh, we we pray regularly for the lost, hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, fearful and the angry. angry. And Lord Jesus, send some healthy ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think what the Lord said, Paula, was was well. Why don't you develop the healthy ones? Yeah. And that's what we and have the privilege of have, doing. We do. We have. So, and they're ready. They're ready for whoever comes along. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful thing to watch. In fact, listening to the program yesterday, when or two days in a row, actually, when the, the Twisted Center called, and I, I was really, I was home crying yesterday when he was saying he realized he loved his sin, which meant he wasn't even saved, um, his words. He, he didn't really love Jesus, and he thought about that, 
and he was convicted, a little mad at you, you know. Um, people tell me, they've been telling me for years, uh, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> your husband. He went from preaching to meddling, you know, or your husband. I was like, you mean Pastor Ron, you know. Uh, and so I said, yeah, I know. I have to get myself together before I come over here, too, you know, because I know what he's going to teach. And I got to go up on the on the worship team and, you know, if I got stuff in my in my heart that's ugly, how am I? I so, I know. Don't don't kill the messenger. He's just telling us what God wants and it's what's best for us. But yeah, you know, I, I thought that it was a <laughs> seminal moment for for a program like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he said he was offended um, because I said he needed to get saved yeah. and said I was harsh, and and I was I was certainly not harsh. I never am. Yeah. Um, but I understand the way people hear things, but, but to show you where this man's heart was, the Holy Spirit started saying, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. you ought to listen. Mm-hmm. And, um, in, in a matter of days, I think it was three days from the, from the, from the first email we got mm-hmm. till yesterday, yeah, Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. And, um, um, he said, you, you were right. I've repented. I've given my life to Jesus Christ. He's born again. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that we have to declare the word so so directly. Mm-hmm. Um, why it has to be clear. You know, in our study last Sunday, um, there's a verse where, where it says that Jesus told them these things plainly or explained these things plainly to mm-hmm. them. Um, it hurt their feelings, but they needed to know. Yeah. And the result was the disciples who became apostles. Well, the same thing is true. When God's word is um, declared, not defended, not made excuses for, but God's word is declared, Mm -hmm. then the Holy Spirit has a chance to go in and do the necessary groundwork uh, in, in order to win people. And that's our whole goal here, Paul. Our whole goal is we want people in heaven, first of all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we want uh, their their life here to bear fruit, fruit that lasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we want Christians to avoid, you know, those high highs and the low lows that so many Christians go through. And um, the only way you can do that is to tell them the truth in love. And, you know, do my feelings hurt when somebody says, well, you were harsh, you were offended? Well, nobody likes to be thought of as being harsh mm-hmm. or, or, or intentionally offending people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know my heart. God knows my heart. And now God knows this man's heart um, because this heart now belongs to him. Those are wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I remember... Back in the day, I, I read a book called "Win Friends and Influence People." That's our problem. I used to try. To, I used to think, "Oh, let me get to know them. They'll, they'll they'll like me, and they'll know that I like them. Then I can tell them the hard thing." Well, in Christianity, it's not about that. I'm trying win friends for myself. You know, it's influence them for the kingdom of God, and if they become your friend, great. But it's not about it's about Jesus. He's the one that died for him. There's a whole bunch of times when, you know, I can even look in the mirror and say, you know what he said is, is true. And or if I'm talking to somebody else and I'm having to say what the Bible says and they're looking at me with that look and, and I can honestly say to them as well, you know what I'm saying is true. And there have been some times when people have gone away, you know, mad um, or disappointed or angry, whatever. But some have come back and said, you know what, I know you were just telling me the truth. Yeah, but even when they go away mad, that's part and parcel of what we do. Uh, People hated Jesus. They insulted Jesus. He said, they did it to me, they'll do it to you. Mm -hmm. And it's naive to expect that that's not going to happen. And um, to, to, to desert Jesus because you want somebody else to think well of you. It's one of the most selfish things that we can do. That's what I'm talking about. You know, unfortunately, we, we've, we've got the whole wrong approach. Uh, we believe Jesus uh, died, he rose again, so that he could serve us. Um, and while there's truth to that, um, he rose again so that we would be empowered to serve him. Yeah. 
and the relationship gets confused. You know, too often we Christians, we think we're the master mm-hmm. and he's the, <laughs> I like to call him concierge, a mm-hmm. heavenly concierge. Mm-hmm. And, and he's here to do our bidding. He's not. Yeah. We're to report for duty. Luke mm-hmm. chapter 17, the, yeah. the servant says, no, I've only done my duty. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even sort of eschewed the word, no, I'm, I'm not going to go eat with you. I've only done my duty. I get nothing for doing what I'm supposed to do. And yet we get rewards and stuff in heaven. But Jesus also said that that the, the way to find life is to lose it. Lose it in this world and and find the life that he has for you. And that's where the meaningful and purposeful life that um, Jesus promised all of us yeah. uh, is found. The only place. Yeah, It's so funny because here we are sitting in your studio, you know. It's your office and restroom right there. But um, it's sitting here. And when you were, say, 17, 18, you think you'd be Pastor Ron? Oh, no. I thought I'd be, by now, Hall of Famer Pastor Ron. <laughs> I was going to play second base for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's the only thing. I had no backup plan. Yeah. And then I knew I had to retire about 35 because uh-huh. you get old too old. But I was uh-huh. going to be president of the United States. Yeah. So that was my plan. Yeah. This is better. This is way better. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the program, and we would love your calls and comments and questions. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the date day edition of the program, 340-9585. And somebody asked me this week, what's the date day program? Well, the date day is Thursday, as you all know. Uh, it's it's when we started this program uh, now almost 10 years ago. Um, um, Paul and I, we had the same date day from the beginning, uh, coming to, to San Antonio and starting a church. It's always been Thursday. So when I was asked to do the program, I told Paula, uh, you got to pray about this because if I'm going to do it, you're going to do it. And you almost didn't want to do it. No, no, not almost didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> want to do it. I was like, what do you mean we? <laughs> Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your calls, questions, or comments. Paula, what's on your heart now? You know what? Last night's message, I really, really liked it. Sort of. Because the tests. I don't really like tests, but I know they're coming, and they have been used to um, grow, you know, my faith, yours as well. And it was really kind of fun because, you know, I like those studies when uh, they're kind of personal, you know, and... Uh, you were talking last night how the Lord says, you pay for Rawls radio program. It's like, uh, uh, we can't even pay rent. <laughs> how are we going to pay? We can't pay yeah. rent. How are we going to Remember, this radio audience yeah. wasn't here. That's, that's so give right. them a little bit of background. Nope. Go ahead. You give the background. It's your story. <laughs> it's my show. I get to call the shots, right? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you think you're... You think you're... I'm the boss today, right? A producer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Me executive- and Chrissy. Uh-huh. Executive director. Yeah, Chrissy. You told Chrissy because she's yeah. a minute older that she's the boss. Yeah. There you go, Chrissy. And then me, because it's my show. You're the Come boss. on, Pastor Ron. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Come on, man. Help me out. Many years ago, when we first got to San Antonio, um, I was a little bit concerned at the lack of solid Bible teaching on the radio. Um, we didn't have a we we didn't have any money, so we couldn't be on the radio, and I didn't have a, a teaching library. Uh, enough to, to sustain, you know, you're on the radio, it's every day. Yeah. So uh, I contacted four uh, Calvary Chapel pastors um, and, and asked them. I, I wanted to do what I called a Calvary Connection, four of them doing a two-hour block. Mm-hmm. And I'd already talked to the radio station and uh, KSLR. Sure, we're all in. So I got four Calvary Chapel pastors, uh, Raw Reese, David Rosales, um, Skip Heitzig, and Pastor Chuck. And I, I, I sold him on the idea of coming on the radio here. Um, well, the way I, I approached the, 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 all of them except Rawl, I approached Rawl first. And then when Rawl said he would do it, 
I approached the other. Well, Rawls going to do it, so mm-hmm. um, you know, why don't you you follow his lead? Mm-hmm. And so they all said they would. Well, the first day the the programs were supposed to air, the very first day, Rawl uh, had his office call us, and he said we can't do it. I said, what do you mean you can't do it? You've already agreed to it. We've got the programs. They're going to start on the air today. Mm-hmm. I said, no, we, we can't do it. They had some um, financial problem in South America at the time. And um, they just said, we, I'm sorry, we can't do it. And I remember uh, thinking, how can you not keep your promise? I mean, I don't believe this. We're just supposed to get started. Mm-hmm. And the Lord stopped my whining right there. And he said, you pay for Rawls' program. Yeah. Now, at the time, we couldn't pay rent. <laughs> Rawl had a church of 14,000 people. Mm-hmm. I had a church of 14 people. Mm-hmm. That's on a good day. At the time, yeah. <laughs> when everybody showed yeah. up. And, and um, I, I just said, well, well, Rawl, if we pay for your program, will you do it? Yeah, man. No problem. <laughs> and so I said, I said, okay, you thought I was the craziest person in Texas at that point. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Because I used to run into the restroom all the time. Lord, this man you gave me, what are we doing? But yeah. But but that was a step of faith and a test. And of course, God provided. Now, we were terrified. We couldn't pay rent. Mm -hmm. We didn't have food to eat. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're just in the process of beginning. (laughs) And um, the Lord put us in a position where we had no one to depend on except him. And and that was really sort of the the lead-in to the Bible study that we did last night. Yeah, it, that was awesome because I remember saying to the Lord, what in the world? What? He did, did he hear from you really, Lord? And the Lord has to continue to remind me because I questioned, you know, coming to San Antonio where we were still in California. And the Lord said, you've got what you prayed for. I was like, what I pray for? <laughs> <laughs> A godly man, you know. He is talking to me, and I'm talking to him. And once again, the Lord never did tell me to come to San Antonio. He just said, you can follow him. You know, and so, whew, so every time you've heard from the Lord, um, you know, seriously, at the beginning, um, I would run into the bathroom and say, whew, whew, okay, <laughs> Lord, here we go. <laughs> He's the kite. I'm the kite string. But the Lord kept saying, but I'm holding the kite. Yeah, I'm holding the kite. It's not going to go down in flames. I'm holding the kite. Okay, 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 okay. You know, by the house. Yeah, and see, he never told me we weren't going to go down in flames. Yeah. He yeah. just told me if we go down and I'm with you, is that okay? Mm. And I had to come to the conclusion, well, Lord, it's your church. Mm-hmm. And so those are the steps of faith, the little ones at the beginning, which seemed huge at the time. Oh, my goodness. But those little steps at the beginning, yeah. which um, God sort of proved to us over and over and over that he was trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the study was about last night with Elijah. Yeah. If I, you know, I, I, I really could or should probably write a, a list out, you know, because even being in this building now, back in the day, we were told there will never be a church in here. And I remember saying to the Lord, did you hear what they said? You know, because <laughs> my faith was kind of growing a little bit back then. <laughs> did you hear what they said? And sure enough, we're in this building and then it expanded. I was like, what? You know, we just had more, more room, and then, then you said something about a free school. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go, here we go. But what, twenty-two years later? Yeah, free medical clinic. We can't pay rent here, Pastor Long. Yeah, we can't pay rent here. But okay. And and that was the case before we opened the school and before yeah. we we opened the clinic. Yeah. We we. We did not have the money that we needed day by day. And the reason last night's study was so valuable uh, for, for all of us, not just for us. I mean, it's, it's the story that we've sort of lived here. But all of us, we need to remember that, that uh, just like um, um, Elijah yesterday being sent to a widow um, in, in Zarephath. Uh, widows couldn't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a drought. There was no water. And, and and she's getting ready to go home and make her last cake for her and her son. She said, I'm going to go home and make this, and then we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Be- because that's how bleak things were. Mm-hmm. And Elijah shows up and says, well, but before you go do that, first make me a cake. Mm-hmm. Bring me some water. Mm-hmm. 
And then before you go do that, then bring me a cake first. And then he made her a promise. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he made her a promise from the word. For thus saith the Lord. And uh, she was just intrigued enough to believe him. And I think that the thing we need to remember, and it's so horribly misrepresented in our church culture, uh, pastors up there prancing and screaming about miracle this and miracle that, um, when the reality is the real miracle here was that every single day God did a little bit of a miracle. Twice a day, uh, once she emptied the bowls of flour and emptied the bowl of wheat that she had. The little oil. The, the little oil. Mm-hmm. Um, once that was done, uh, and they weren't eating high on the hog. I mean, that's not a Mm-mm. gourmet meal. Yeah. But but once it was done, nothing left in there. Uh, she'd go back in at dinner time, and there'd be just the same amount there. And that's the way God does things. Um, where God guides, God provides. It's been our mantra forever. But too often we think, Paula, that God guiding and providing means he's going to give us everything we need before we need it. But really God's grace comes one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Elijah demonstrated for over a year. In the absence of water, in the absence of food, there was always just enough. Yeah. And they sustained. They were able to be sustained. And um, you can watch in the story last night this Gentile woman's faith grow. Uh, And then when a crisis comes in her life, her son dies, and Elijah raises him from the dead, or God raises him from from the dead through Elijah. Um, She goes, now I know. Mm -hmm. Before it's, may the Lord your God, she Mm -hmm. said to Elijah. Mm -hmm. But now now I know. Mm -hmm. He's my God. And in an Old Testament construct, she got born again in it. And, and it was because she watched her faith grow. God rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah. You know what, Ron? She represents the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, and the angry. I mean, she gets to that place. You know, she's already lost. She's hurting, you know, because she's a widow. She's hungry because the water and the food has run out. Uh, needy. You know, where are we going to get anything else? Me and my boy are getting ready to go die. Um, confused, like, what in the world is happening? You're a Jewish guy coming over here into a Gentile area, and you were funny last night, and you kind of look like <laughs> you might be the one who caused all this mess, you know? Um, and then fearful, what's going to happen? And angry, because then she says, did you come over here to remind me of my sin and kill my son? You know? And so she represents that whole gamut, and yet the whole time, like you were saying, the miracle of every day, twice a day, her heart was getting moved. You know, Paula, God is always at work, and, and this is, I think, an important word for everybody in the audience. Um, God is always at work from from different directions. Uh, Elijah is being tested and seeing the daily faithfulness of God, and we know that in the next chapter, Elijah is going to what is the pinnacle of his career as a prophet. He's going to face down the, the, the 850 prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. And um, um, he's being prepared one step at a time for um, th- this, this wonderful miracle and um, this, this great victory. Um, and the, the, the woman is being led step by step into having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to walk by faith so that the people in this world who are lost can 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 see that he's real. It's not just, well, I, I heard, but no, she, she experienced every day for a year. Um, when her son died, she forgot for a moment, but remember a year earlier, she's she's ready for her son to die. Yeah, we're going to go make this last meal, and then we're going to die. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. So she, she'd accepted that. Mm-hmm. But then God gives her life again, slowly, on a day-by-day basis. And all of a sudden, um, in a crisis, Elijah can point her back to the God who sustained her. And, and and so Elijah's being prepared, she's being one, and that really is the purpose of walking by faith. Uh, the, the other thing, Paula, and and um, um, I don't really know uh, how much here to share, so I'll be just vague, but uh, we're going through something right now as a church. 
um, that that is 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 literally impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, impossible. We're buying something we don't have money for, mm-hmm. and we can't mortgage it. Mm-hmm. So we could we could our bank loves us. We could go get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. God says no 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 mortgage, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, so we've entered in negotiations for, for, um, this impossible thing. And, um, it'd be easy right now to freak out like she did. Did you come here just to make me feel embarrassed or ashamed? But, but God says, I was with you when we paid for Ross radio program. I was with you when you started a free school and people thought that was crazy. I was with you when you started a free doctor's office. Mm -hmm. People thought that was crazy. And then all the other things that God has done over our years here. And and, and just like Elijah, next time in chapter 18, we're, we get to the point where we say, well, how can we not trust him? How can we not trust him? Uh, because he's done everything that he's going to say. Paula, let's take a break. we got Harold from San Antonio on line one. Harold, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Harold, are you there? Oh, guess we lost Harold. Aw. Who no, wants here. to lose Harold? Well, oh, there, there you go. Is. Hi, Harold. You. You've been found. You, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm back. So I'm so I'm there. Mm-hmm. You're I, here. I don't hear Pastor Ron, but that's okay. I'll talk to you. <laughs> it's my here. show. I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I, I was hurrying home from... Uh, I was in the line at Bill Miller's, and uh, I wanted to get home and call you. I've been wanting to ask you a question anyway, but what I like what you said when you had mentioned when you came to San Antonio, you had said, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, not 10 years ago, but you noticed that there needed to be a radio show because you noticed that there wasn't basically the Bibles studied. I forget exactly. You know, there wasn't a Bible lesson study verse by verse, or a Bible study show at, at all, just maybe a lot of preaching. I don't know what to say about it. But, uh, it, you know, it's amazing you notice that, you know, when you're new here in San Antonio and stuff, because uh, I think that is a big, uh, I think that is a big difference in some of the churches. They just want to say a lot of stuff, but it's real important, to, you know, to do it the way you do it. I really enjoy the verse by verse things, and of course, uh, others too. But my other my Bible question is in, uh, I've been wanting to ask for a while, in uh, John chapter 14, uh, verse 1, it says, Don't let your heart be troubled um, in God. You know, believe in God. Believe also in me. In, in my Father's house, there are many rooms, some some virgins say mansions, and where I go, you will go. And then it says, uh, if I go away and prepare a place, so it sounds like a physical place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. So the, my question is, and some Bibles have a question mark, this one doesn't. Then it says, Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you you're going how can we know the way so it seems like jesus is talking about a physical place that's my interpretation it can be any you know yours i mean a physical place a house a mansion and thomas says we we don't know where that house is and so i'd like to listen on the air and uh okay up the good work i'm sure everything will work out great all right. Thank you, Harold. Appreciate it very, very much. You know, uh, just b- before I get to the question about the passage of Scripture, um, you know, uh, Harold reminded me of our second miracle uh, when God was asking us uh, to, to take a step of faith. And it was after after they were on the radio for a year and the stations automatically send out a contract mm. renewal mm-hmm. and there was a rate increase. And Pastor Chuck said, no, if they're going to raise the rates, I'm not going to go on anymore. And so I was thinking, oh, well, we really need Pastor Chuck on the radio. What are we going to do now? And the Lord said, you start. Mm-hmm. And so we started our radio ministry mm-hmm. um, right then, one year into our, our 
time here. And not only could we not pay for it, um, we didn't know how to produce a radio show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we our equipment, everything was so bad, but, but we took that step of faith, and God, of course, has been faithful uh, the whole time. Yeah. Now, Harold, with regard to your, to, with regard to your question, um, uh, I like the, the word when it says, uh, uh, do not let your hearts be troubled. It says, trust in God. That's, that's a sense there, rather than believe. It's not just a matter of believing who Jesus is. But, but God asks us, and Jesus is asking his disciples to trust him. I'm going away, and I'm going to come back and take you to be with me where I am. But trust me. Now, it was heartbreaking. The disciples were crestfallen. I mean, think about um, the, the one that they'd put all of their hopes in, the things that they'd seen and done. They'd been with Jesus for, for more than three years, and and suddenly... Uh, they realize that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And they can't, uh, what are we going to do now? And Jesus simply says, trust me, this is the upper room discourse. This is the very beginning of it. And here when he says, in my father's house are many rooms. And mansions is a King James translation. Um, and, and it's been misunderstood, especially by prosperity teachers, that we have neighborhoods and mansions and people Streets that aren't as faithful as I am, they're going to be in little homes, but I'm going to be in a big mansion. <laughs> it's not that at all. Yeah. Jesus is talking about he's preparing a body for us, a glorified, physical, resurrected body for us. And in order to prepare the way for us, Jesus first has to go there and make way so we can approach God. And so Jesus is talking about a physical place, but it's not a house. It's the place where his father dwells. And of course, that we know Jesus when he ascended into the, the heavens after 40 days um, of teaching the disciples. He ascended into heaven. He was going to his father's place. And he'd already made access or made a way for us to go. And he did that by dying for our sins. And so. Thomas and the others, they didn't have, uh, they were slow learners too, they didn't have a clear understanding of exactly what that meant. So Thomas is asking a normal question, well, well, Lord, we don't know where you're going. And, and of course he says, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. So that whole passage of Scripture, Paula, is Jesus going to his Father and he's going to come back and take us to be with him where he is. Mm-hmm. And and then at the end of that time, the great tribulation is going to begin. And then we're going to come back with Jesus. So this is a, a, a veiled reference to the rapture of the church. But he's also telling his disciples, um, later he will pray, Father, I've lost none that you've given me mm-hmm. in the same upper room. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, I'm the way. Trust that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, my Bible says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. You kind of like, you you know this. You, you believe in God. And so believe also in me. Yeah, but yeah. trust is, active trust is different. Yeah. Let's go to Richard on lane one from San Antonio. Richard, we're inside four minutes. What's on your heart? Uh, my wife. And <clears throat> I okay. would accept prayers from your congregation, uh, accept prayers throughout um, one of your congregation builders came by again today and prayed for my wife yeah. mm-hmm. it's been a very bad mm-hmm. situation here and uh, by the way today is my little girl's birthday Cookie she turned 12 <laughs> yeah. years old tell, yeah. tell, tell Cookie we love her and happy birthday old. for her 10 years 10 old, years old. Yes, sir. Well, please, please let her know that we're praying for and wish her happy birthday. Thank you very much. Have a good day, sir. Thank okay. you, Richard. We're sorry, so sorry, Richard. Yeah, um, we're we're praying for Richard's wife, but we also in the audience we need to be praying for Richard. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've, we've now mm-hmm. been through this with a lot of people losing spouses that they've yeah. been with for a long time. And it is really, really difficult. So we would appreciate everybody praying for Richard as well. Well, Paula, we're about two and a half minutes now. So what do you want to share as we head out? Um, Trusting God in the impossible. And even kind of going back to um, Psalm 16, verse 3, you know, and 6. 
those saints who are my glorious ones that are who, that my delight is in they all have been through things they all are still going through things and yet the tests that they've uh, endured um, some have seen their husbands get saved seen family members come off of drugs um, just because of the example that they set that um, and the patience that they've they've displayed um, has been miraculous, and so I'm very encouraged that the Lord would say, you know, um, I've, I've my inheritance, delightful places. I can't remember the actual scripture how it goes, but um, we're in a pleasant place. Your, your boundaries are set yes. in delightful places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't want to come to San Antonio, never wanted to come to Texas, but didn't want to come to San Antonio, and, and yet the Lord, he knows everything. He's smarter than, <laughs> he's smarter than even you, Pastor Ron. Yeah, I, I told Chrissy and Chris uh, this morning, uh, there's nothing better than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just trust him. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of you. Yeah. He'll be with you every step of the way. That's one thing that we need to remember, and sometimes we who are older Christians, we forget that mm-hmm. when we're freaking out over mm-hmm. these tests. Our God is a God of a day-by-day miracle, yeah. and we, we simply need to trust him in those difficult situations. Yeah. I remember when we were really hungry, somebody asked, was that a $20 bill that blew at your feet, Pastor Ron, or was it a $10 bill that blew at your feet? That's like the Lord said, these people are hungry. I better <laughs> send them something by the, by the wind, not just a raven, but by the wind. And it was a 10. Oh, it was 10. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the day-to-day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.